You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck Yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Actually, not an episode, but a spoiler review. This is our spoiler review for Captain Marvel. Y'all asked for it. It is here. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, one, go listen to our Captain Marvel episode that we did with Tiffany Milius, who's the owner of the Perky Nerd comic book shop. That doesn't have spoilers. It just has her going over the history of the character, where to start with the comics if you're trying to get into the comics. So definitely recommend that. But this is Iffy and I's spoiler-heavy yeah. review. I know, yeah, no, it'll be a good time. I, I think, uh, I think, uh, it'll, yeah, it'll <laughs> be great. Yeah, I'm fresh. I'm it's fresh on my brain. I went to see it last night. It was super fun. I, you know, I had a good time. It's fun to see a movie after there's just been so much discussion to be had around it, and also, you know, just multiple different takes. You know, you don't. I typically do like to go in fresh headed, but you know, it, it was interesting. Seeing the, especially knowing that I was going to do the spoiler review to see certain criticisms people had, valid ones, and we'll get into that soon, um, valid criticisms and kind of going in with that in my head and seeing, did I care or not? Because I sometimes I feel like there are a lot of valid criticisms, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it'll impact the movie the same way for me or you, you know? Um <clears throat> uh, so that's it was nice. It was I got to highlight all the things and I feel like I get to actively address uh some some uh some things people may think uh knowing some things people may think. Yeah, and joining us we have entertainment critic Joelle Monique. Hey guys. You were on our Ant-Man and the Wasp? I sure was. Review. Yes, yes. I'm not breaking down. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. And we also have Sam Basher, who is the host of Only Stupid Answers and New Rockstars. Hey, Sam, you recognize his voice from our Flash episode. Mm -hmm. That was a blast. So I'm excited to talk about this movie. Yes. Um, I'm ready, y'all, to go higher, further, faster. Well, look at that. (laughs) I love it. <laughs> do you? I really <laughs> love do. my puns. So much. Um, um, yeah. So let's get in. I guess I wanted to start with 
Did y'all read any of the comics or no? Just the Kelly Sue DeConnick okay. comics that this kind of iteration of Carol Danvers is based off of. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I've only done more recent ones. I have never read like the iconic one that kind of like thrusted Carol into like the forefront of the comics as Captain Marvel. But more recent ones have been a ton of fun. She was also part of like the big Marvel event, Civil War II, which really kind of nuked their character. But they're doing they're doing backflips to make it better <laughs> again. So yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah, and have y'all seen her in Marvel Rising? She's in Marvel Rising. Too. I have not watched any of okay. the Marvel Rising okay. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Well, Ify, where do you want to start? I don't know. I guess uh, I guess we'll just start. Uh, you know, uh, how do we do Ant Man? I guess we'll just start kind of with the top of the movie, just initial, uh, because that was cool to me. I mean, the first. I think one of the things I will say, the first criticism I heard uh, and and went about was. Uh, some, someone said that they felt like the first 20 minutes of the movie, they felt it was like unnecessary. And for me, I've, I, I'm, I'm on a weird place with that where it's like, I can see that, but I also, as a fan of the comics, that was like, you know, Cree porn, you know, like yeah. you got to see like all of the Cree empire. And I think it just kind of like gave us some juicy backstory for Guardians of the Galaxy one, you know, mm-hmm. seeing Ronan and how they did it. And it was nice that they sprinkled it in because I have a bad memory. And it was interesting talking to that person because they're like, oh, it was kind of hard seeing them being good guy, knowing that they served Ronan. But I was like, oh, I totally forgot. <laughs> and the Ronan was almost a twist to me. And, <laughs> and I think that's kind of what it does serve. I think a lot of times people, especially cinephiles, forget is that people aren't as actively thinking in movies as they are. They're kind of taking it as it comes. I don't think that necessarily means that you can just totally dumb down a movie, but I definitely think it does serve to not be as nitpicky for certain things as uh, I'm okay with, you know, the the storyteller being like, let me fill in people who may not, you know, know this. And I also, you know, this is just knowing that some something is eventually evil doesn't mean it starts out that way too. So that that also uh, has some credence for me. What did what did y'all feel? It seems like watching your faces, both of you disagreed about the first twenty minutes being <laughs> unnecessary. Well, I talked about this a lot before. Just the idea that we have to get used to watching things that are built for universal watching as opposed yes. to single issue watching. Mm-hmm. And I know it annoys some. Definitely cinephiles who are like, this is not a self-contained film. I'm like, right, it's part of a universe. Like, what makes the Marvel films great rewatches? Like, I recently uh, rewatched uh, the first Avenger Captain America movie and then uh, the first Avengers movie uh, with Hector Navarro and like just all the little Easter eggy things. Like, if you rewatch uh, Captain America: The First Avenger. There's so much Viking stuff, and it's like, get ready for Thor. Here's Thor drops. Here's like, it was so cool to watch, and you felt you were being tied into another universe, and it has good rewatchability. And the idea of like, well, we're just gonna skip the creep, like, but that's kind of what ties us into the rest of what's happening. Otherwise, you're just like, well, who is this fighter pilot, and why do I really care? And once you get to the Tesseract later, you know, you could say that brings it in. But I, I like the whole setup. And if we didn't have that setup, you wouldn't have any Gemma Chan. And really, what would be the point? <laughs> uh, for me, I in the first 20 minutes, the the big thing was like, uh, as soon as they showed Hala, I was like, oh, cool. All right. So this feels like a distinct planet. It's got its own culture, its own design. And I, I'm on board with this. The only thing was like 15 minutes in, I was like, actually, I don't know what anybody's name is. Like, I know because with other shows I do, I know that her name is 
I called it something. I called it Vers. It's Vers or whatever mm-hmm. they were saying. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I knew what Jude Law's name was, but I didn't hear anybody say it or anyone like talk to each other with like first names. And so I was like, I, I don't care, but I'm like, that must be kind of tough. And I had to talk to other people. I'm like, did I miss something? Did, did they say it really fast? Or like name cards came up and I blinked and I missed it. Like, <laughs> And so that part was a little tough for me because I thought it was kind of fun that they start with like a flashback. You're like, you get the idea of like, this is Carol. I'm just going to call her Carol. It's easier that way. Um, her mindset, like this is how she sees the scrolls. This is how she sees herself uh, as a soldier. When they're showing like the scroll attacking her and the Annette, Annette Benning's character, whoever that was in that point. Um, I thought that was really interesting. I just had some trouble. Like, I didn't have enough time to connect with anybody because I was still just trying to figure out who was who and what that meant to everybody. I didn't really connect with the movie until, like, I'd say, like, once we got to her being taken by the scrolls. So when it comes to, like, the first 20 minutes being unnecessary, I don't think so. I just wish something was a little bit clearer. Like, um, if we're going to just compare it to other, like, spacefaring movies, like you mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy, the first thing we saw in that movie was... Uh, Peter getting abducted and I'm like oh this is so cool so as soon as it starts out like him on his Indiana Jones like adventure on this planet I was like okay I don't actually don't need to know anything else because I just know he started here and now he's this he chose as a scared kid to become like this adventure they looked up to I just I it took me a while to connect to Carol in that first 20 minutes because I didn't know what was happening so two points so do you think it would have been a better film if they had taken the Carol Marvel crash scene and just moved it to the front not giving us any context, but just that conversation they have in the plane of like, we're going to go down and like find the coordinates and then like just seeing the crash. And then we had popped up in the next world because I see what you're saying about having a reason to invest in the character. Because at first she's just a chick who can't go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, OK, cool. Um, so I really like the idea. And then the other point being the the idea of us not getting into groups is kind of continuously a Marvel problem of like we'd really like to give fan service to our fans but uh, also we have to keep this show moving they did the same thing with uh, Thor's companions I forget what his like four people are called yeah Yeah. the Warriors 3 so like like, their introduction is sort of vague and you're like okay these people fight those and their death kind of vague (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's a good point like if there was if they kind of extended that scene showing like the crash and then it like as soon as you get to scroll comes and shoots and it cuts to like the Marvel logo maybe that would have helped also I'll just put out there I did enjoy this movie. I actually had a good time. It's just the beginning of the movie. Yeah. I was like, I actually have no idea. I know there's a war, but I don't. I'm not connecting with any part of it right yeah. now. And and that's and that's the thing why I'm on the other side of kind of understanding. Like if it started at boom blockbuster, blockbuster boom boom, just quick cuts of what we eventually saw in those 20 minutes because that's when the movie did kind of mm. ramp up for me. Especially, uh, I mean, but if we're talking about under underutilized man Colston, I was like, why are you even here? <laughs> like, <laughs> I loved seeing him. I I know why we see him because it's for the fans, but you. You know, I I now I want this spinoff movie of like Fury and Coulson, <laughs> uh-huh. buddy cops, you know, getting to know each other. But they like, I don't know. There there's that level of like, does every because me coming from like you know a big kaiju fan where like you don't get much explained in those movies. It's like it came from somewhere and it's attacking, uh, <laughs> you know, it's attacking Japan. Get out, you got to get out of here. Uh, I don't need to know everything, and I don't need every uh, Colston just being there. Like he, yeah, he was this moving part. We know who he is, and the only reason he matters is because we know who he is. But if he was just the rookie. And he was introduced in that movie. I don't think we'd have as much of a problem. And I think that's a good problem to have of wanting to see more of a character just because we like them. 
I think I like the risk because they said before we even uh, went into the film, we knew that it wasn't necessary that she was going to start with her powers. We did know that because they said that up front that she was already going to start with her powers. So I like that they did that different risk and different take. I want to see more superhero films doing that because like everyone is always just like an origin story, you Mm -hmm. know, and it kind of was, but they did it in a smart, in my opinion, way where it kind of kept you guessing. So it wasn't like. Here, you know, from start to finish, there was, a, and it also kind of reiterated what her mind is like. Yeah. So I think by jumbling it up, it was almost like that is actually how her mind is, though. She can't really, you know, she keeps having flashbacks. She doesn't know where she is. It is confusing. So for us, that did kind of, that choice worked for me, them doing that, as opposed to a straight, like, here's how she got her powers. Then here's, you know, the middle of her story mm-hmm. like that. I like that they kind of jumbled it up. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's great. I, I mean, I've said as much, uh, uh, you know, on movie talk shows, I think I said it on uh, SJU, where like we're 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 done with origin stories at this point. And also, this I think they pulled off a pretty hefty task. This deep into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, introducing a character and then putting her over to use wrestling terms. Which, if you are unaware of what putting someone over means, it means to basically. Uh, make everyone a fan of them and to make them seem like they can compete with everyone at the top of the roster. I mean, that ending scene of them just being like, boom, like she, yeah, she's strong. She's, she can kick everyone's ass. Uh, you know, that, that was great because that immediately was like, Oh, she, it, it, I think it, what it was trying to do and accomplish was like, yeah, when she shows up, it's gonna. It's this, things are gonna change in <laughs> Infinity War, and it was real fun, and it felt earned. It made so much sense. I mean, to you know, and now you have to consider that she had since the '90s to hone that power. So to show her so powerful up start, uh, up front, and then know that there is gonna be this time for her to hone and get better. It was. It was pretty great. I liked it a lot. Um, I guess a lot of people have brought up then why, if he could have called her the whole time, can do you want to tackle some of that? Like, I, I think I've seen articles that people have tried to tackle that. If, like, and I'm talking about Nick Fury, if he could have called her that whole time, why did he wait? You know, all of these other films that he didn't call her. Interesting. Well, with me, the my take for it was like, and and I and this is my personal thing is seeing how powerful she was by the end of that movie. It's like, oh no, this is the nuke. Like you don't call in the nuke, you know, with these guys. The and also I felt like it's so interesting for people to be like, well, why didn't you call it? Like you had a bazooka. Why don't you use it? It's like <laughs> then that would. Then why why even make the Avengers initiative mm-hmm. if he's just gonna call Nova all the time? Like mm-hmm. that was he his the reason he never called her was because he built the Avengers to use in those situations. So and they have yet to fail in those situations. They they've had hard times, but n- the Avengers have yet to fail until Infinity War. This is their first fail, so it does make sense that now that he would call her. Well, also she made it pretty clear like emergencies only (laughs) like emergencies and if you think about it like avengers one you don't get too far into the emergency like a hole opens up in the sky the aliens come luckily there's a team already on the ground to face them and then it's it's over yeah avengers two ultron ramps up so fast and it's kind of tony stark's problem and so (laughs) tony stark needs to clean up his own mess and then avengers three is where they failed and so they have to call captain marvel now it's just i would what 
I can't think of a reason why I would have called her any sooner than this right here. Like, people are disappearing, a helicopter's crashing into the sky, like, we need help. Uh, well, I, I don't know if you guys saw Kevin Feige, I mean, a million press people, like, grabbed him and tried to, like, pin him down to answer. And I found one article where he actually did. And basically, if it kind of came down to, like, he wanted his team, and it's like, it is the nuke option, but he also threw out, like, one little, like... <laughs> one little gimme to the fans where it's like this is a non-answer but I like it he was like well maybe he did and we just never saw him click that button like because no. like, it's like also comparatively like uh, three spaceships showed up like the Kree ships at the end of this movie and like Carol kind of takes care of them in about let's call it 20 minutes like yeah. it's not that big of a deal and <laughs> comparatively like a big hole in like reality opened up I'm sure he maybe he did click it like or maybe he just left it in his office and he didn't know where to go get it like yeah. I kind of like them playing with that idea as well like maybe he clicked it and um, if you guys like in the post credit scene they show that like it kind of takes her like a little bit to come oh, yeah. all the way back to mm-hmm. earth wherever she is at oh yeah and I do have questions about like the tech that like they were talking about like the like the the MacGuffin of this movie yeah. <laughs> we can get to that in a little bit because I just I don't dislike it I was just like huh the MacGuffin to me was earned and I was in the, maybe this is my cinephile brain but from the moment she hacked a Pacific Bell phone <laughs> to call back to her command I was like oh that she's gonna hack the the beeper like I knew from the moment I was like she she has the tech know-how to hack a pay phone to reach her people then I guess we've already laid the <laughs> the magic MacGuffin <laughs> file like like it was established early enough to be like, okay, this is how y'all did it. Take a space battery. <laughs> yeah. With Radio Shack check. parts. <laughs> I can't. It was, well, it was for X Mods. Rest in peace, X Mods. You were the best thing Radio Shack had. I don't know why they canceled you. It was part. It, no, it wasn't. It couldn't have been X Mods. I they really thought. Yet. I really thought when they po- when he pointed over, I thought he was going to point at Circuit City, and I oh was like, God. that oh. would have been so. <laughs> I know that, that would have so been great. old school nineties. So I know there were some things. Me being an LA head where I was like, okay, uh, the, the train chase scene ends in the 7th and Metro station, and then they exit at the Grand Station. I was like, that, that ain't that station. <laughs> but it's one of those things that, like, of course not. I know movie magic. But it was cool to be on the other side of that because, you know, a lot of movies take place in New York, not not really L.A. L.A. to where I've been like, I know exactly, yeah, the Douglas State. That's what you take to go to the LAX. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I was totally in my L.A. head, and I was real <laughs> excited about it. Can but I- yeah. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. What were you saying? I was going to ask you guys a question. Yeah. Uh, did you see the reason this needed to be set in the 90s? Ooh, oh, that's a good. That's no. a really, really, really good question. And the reason I say that's a really good question is because that was kind of, uh, oh, I did movie fights and it was talking about like 90s and they were talking about like, you know, basically pitching another movie to be set in the 90s and does a movie he like what's the reason mm. and that's kind of what i thought for this one i that i had that in the back of my head and i thought i was like yeah it doesn't necessarily need to be set in the 90s the only reason it would need to be set in the 90s is to explain why she's been gone <laughs> like, like, because <laughs> yeah. because if this happened in, when he was setting up the avengers and she just peaced out it, it like it'd be like all right uh now nah, come back like why wouldn't he just ask her to be in the avengers so you know but that's such a good question because it almost doesn't the only thing that it, it kind of justifies to me is just why where she's been 
Yeah, I kind of did wish that she was older when she came back, like that post credit scene. And everyone was like, no, it's because in, in space, Space-time. you know, she, I was like, no, but I really wanted her to have like, uh, like white hair or like, <laughs> you know, several strands of white hair and be like older. I just thought it would have be, been cool, but who yeah. knows? Maybe we'll get an older Carol eventually. Yeah. I mean, cool. now that we're ta- in the looks zone, let's, let's talk about an, another take that people have, you know, where they say, you know, Brie Larson, you know, doesn't sell it for them, like as as Captain Marvel. And what what's everyone's thought on this? I find this to be one of those. I like how I opened the floor and then immediately took it. Uh, But I I find this to be one of those nitpicky nerd things because I went through and I was because when I heard this, like it didn't necessarily jump out to me. I was like, I guess I can kind of see it. But I was like, let me look at the comic version and see why. And the and the reason I think people are acting this way is because she's very angular in the uh, the if I can just be completely frank, she has that strong lesbian energy. She does that short do, just strong face, almost mm-hmm. like if Jane Lynch was younger, mm-hmm. this would be her. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, I need to see them uh, in a like, movie together. So lesbian. In that point, I get it, but also there were tons of people in the MCU who, at first, I was like, I don't know, like Don Cheadle as <laughs> War Machine. I was Question like, mark. I don't know. But he grew on me, and I'm willing to let that happen for Brie Larson because I was on freaking board when she was super powered up, mm. flying, blowing stuff up. I didn't feel like she was any less of a hero than anyone than anyone else I've watched. I would say the part of maybe the other aspect of missing is like she does not feel like a soldier to me. Yeah, and I think that that's a. And again, if you're you're coming from the comic books and especially from Kelly Sue DeConnick's era of Carol Danvers, there's she what Kelly Sue wanted was a female soldier that we would like think of iconically the way we think of like a Steve Rogers is like a soldier in our minds. Like he inhabits and embodies all of the things that make, you know, the atypical soldier. We don't have that for women. If you think about, you know, a female soldier, like you probably come up with aliens as your best, yeah. like, you know, is a tough chick who like puts others down and kind of ruins the fun. And is <laughs> like, <laughs> this is Kelly Sue's all of her thoughts. She's like, this is what I think of when I think of women in the army. And she's like, but that's not how women in the army present. And I think a lot of people are disappointed, you know, who either have military backgrounds or were looking forward to that sort of military strength figure um that she was a little more gentle and this was a lot more about you know um finding her place in the world as opposed to having a mission i guess um she sort of stumbles into a mission and is able to complete it and it's awesome um i don't blame brie larson for that brie larson's like an incredible actress and we've seen her transform into like eight different people believably and amazing this movie all throughout had a tone of sort of like two parties fighting and pulling the movie in opposite directions yeah. for me. And it felt like they brought a lot of women in and then we're like, but we don't necessarily a hundred percent trust you. And so here's like some men to like shape it in the right direction. And and it feels a little bit confused throughout. And I think part of that comes across in the writing and the way that Brie Larson was trying to find her way into this character. I'm hoping a part two does a lot better. Yeah. It took us Thor three times to get it right. Yeah. I'm willing to wait I think Brie Larson is capable. Um, Disney Marvel consistently proves that, like, if we don't get it right the first time, we're going to build it there, and it's going to be good eventually. You're going to love it. Um, so I mean, that, yeah, given time, yeah. Yeah, I for think, sure. 
that's, no, like you'd find yeah. like I mean I like that the the actors and the movies kind of grow around each other and they find mm. something that like yeah that's the best example is Chris Hemsworth because like not that he was bad I just couldn't remember what he was doing in all of those movies I mean, he had two other ones too it, it took him so long or Marvel so long to figure out what worked for him and for me in this movie like I totally agree with you where it's like the movies doesn't know what it's trying to do the whole time it's setting the stage it's answering some questions and also like maybe future stuff like that felt like last thing that they had on their mind it was like more like get to Avengers and we'll figure it out if we get a part two uh, but for her it was so cool that like you were able to see her have fun especially when she was able to like power up and like she's having a good time murdering a lot of people like being honest but like <laughs> <laughs> like straight up like one of them might Love be it. a friend if you wanted to talk to them more like but whatever you know that's that's whatever yeah, um, it, but then she but like last point is just, like she ended up like having being like having really badass moments especially yeah. against like Jude Law but yeah. no 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 I was, I was just trying to plus one that idea and Joelle's immensely it really did feel like there was just two takes on a feminist movie trying to go because you had heavy-handed moments and then you had some real strong subtle moments that was like and it really made me think the heavy-handed stuff probably came from the men involved and the subtle one came from the women because there were subtle and the reason i say this just from an outside observation is the heavy-handed one looks like a take i would have on what women go through like <laughs> not being able to go-kart some reason like you're already in the car and racing but now for some reason your dad's against it you can't climb up the ropes in the military even though military women do that every day versus that final scene when and he, when he's like, all right, fight me. Like, that couldn't be a closer uh, analogy to the debate me stuff that mm -hmm. women deal with mm -hmm. online. And to, for her to like just blast him and be like, I have nothing to prove to you. I'm not going to fist fight you. Who are you? You know, and that's and it, it was so beautiful because even though I saw it coming, it's what you wanted to see. It's it's like, yeah, this is something that every day you you see. And it that's and that's what makes it. Uh, really, because one of the big things, you know, I've heard and I'm not going to like knock this idea because it's been women who uh, feel pandered to in some moments of how heavy handed it is. But one of the things were that the the um, I'm is it the no doubt um, I'm a girl song? Right yeah. There? Yeah. Like, like they're like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, honestly, by that point in the movie, it's earned because it's been so hokey throughout. You know, like why? Why be, you know, I like I, I too am like. All right, <laughs> we couldn't have just an epic, you know, so sounding song, but go for it. I disagree so I, much. Yeah. I'm just a girl is an epic song, yeah. especially if you were coming up in the '90s. It's a, it's like it's a so good teen girl like headbanger, like mm -hmm. honestly. And I feel like it would have worked so much, but to me, it's not the song's fault. It is the editing's fault. Uh, that fight is maybe one of the worst fights I've ever seen edited in Marvel movie history, and it sucks. It's confusing because the very next scene is the aerial fight scene, and that is edited. When Monica makes or uh, Mariah makes that spin like through the cavern, I screamed. Like I was like, "This is not best thing ever!" And it was like <laughs> such a tight race, and it felt very Star Wars yeah. in how it was constructed. But the the fight scene, you're just like, this doesn't go to the timing of the music, and I don't understand. Yeah, like, the fight was coordinated well. It just was edited really terribly. Also, I it's sometimes kind of hard to just see what's happening in the movie. It was weird the way that they shot and captured a lot of this. Like in the beginning, uh, they're trying to figure out where the scrolls are. They're trying to get their agent back, whatever. And like, there's a double cross, but also couldn't see what was happening because it's on like a dark planet and it's everything's not lit well until she powers up and you can kind of see the surroundings. And the same thing for the end fight as well. But also that song reminds me of Romeo. 
know Michelle's high school reunion, which my sister yes. played for me forever. Yeah, um, good even sister. Better. Yeah, I love that movie. So as soon as that played, I was like, all right, I don't care what's happening right now. Yeah. I like I, this. I really, I totally agree, Joel. Like, I used to play that song all the time. Still play that song all the time. It's such like a, I mean, it was just like, you know, um, it was basically like I'm. A, I don't know. It was, a, it was our empowering song. I feel like in the nineties. Listen, that, you like, get Gwen Stefani at her best fashion, right? St- like at the height of her like dope fashion. You, it's like the lyrics resonate, especially if you're a girl and you're constantly told don't do that or sit like a lady, mm-hmm. which really like, sends shivers up my spine. I hate it. Um, it, it just or that catchy. you're this pretty little delicate thing that can't go out alone and can't mm-hmm. drive late at night and all the things that it's saying. I actually did really love um, her scene where that if he was talking about where she gets up all those times. Oh my gosh, oh, I the just tears. The tears. I know. The tears. Really, it it really got me. It got and it got me in the trailer. I saw somebody. I can't remember, but somebody tweeted when the first trailer dropped, and they were like, "That scene is gonna get me." And then the more I thought about it, I was like, "Oh, all those times that she got knocked down, that she got back up." And even thinking about it, I was like, "I'm getting emotional thinking about it." But it, it also reminds me of <laughs> what I like to call the Mulan scene. You know, in the you. Know, <laughs> You know when she is like be a man or whatever, and then in that final, the end of that song, and she is up at, up at the top of the she pole. She stands up, and yeah. all the people are down, and she's the- and all the times that she fell and had to, yeah. you know, all the she's training on her own and got back up. Yeah, I. I did actually really like that scene a lot. Mm. I think that's one of the most, what I will remember, so many things I'll remember, but that is one of the most iconic ones I think what works for that and where the movie works best is when it folds back into Kelly Sue's, like, main thing. Like, Marvel has made it very clear they don't want to touch, like, anything that's icky or too dark. Like, they, that's why we didn't start with Hank Pym as Ant-Man, because, you know, in the comics he abused his wife, he had, like, an alcohol problem. But, in Kelly Sue's version of Captain Marvel, Carol is an alcoholic and mm-hmm. she's in recovery. And Higher, Further, Faster so much relates to finding that recovery. And the closest we get to touching any of that are these falls. And the idea of like, sorry, Kelly Sue in my interview is like, we talked about, you know, our, our own addiction issues. And she's like, you know, the main thing is like, you're just not broken. And so that resonates throughout that entire scene. And it pivots what Carol's been told this whole time of like, if you fall, it's over, which is like the most devastating thing you can tell a person is like, mm-hmm. if you fail once, you're not going to get another try. And so this idea of like her learning, like, oh, I already did this. Like, I yeah. already know how to do it and what I'm doing. And it's so great. And so for that to be the thing that unlocks her powers, it's just like, oh, it like radiates it. Like you feel well, it that deeply. scene with Annette Benning where she's like, um, you're just human or whatever. And she's like, that's right. I am. And it's like, I, I mean, yeah, it's so to me, it's so relatable that you can be. Not, not broken, but you can be flawed. You and that's yeah. what I love about these characters is that they are heavily flawed. And I think, I think you know, we're moving away from having pure, in my opinion, like pure, unattainable superheroes to someone that is like, no, I am human. No, I have suffered these things, and I still am able to push through. Did you see on the red carpet where Brie was being interviewed by a little girl? Yeah, I know. Oh my oh. god, it's so cute. For those of you who didn't see it, the she's like, yo, what are your your real life superpowers? Asking Brie like as a human, like, what are your powers? And Brie's like, you know, I can eat a lot, and I don't remember what all of her answers were. Little girl's like, I don't really have superpowers, and Brie's like, that's not true. That's not true. You definitely have powers. And I was like, I can dance pretty well. And I guess I like this and this. And she's like, those are all superpowers. And I was like, the children are going to be okay. There's so many like role models and like idols. And and it's, uh, 
It's well, really cool to be yeah. like alive and if you have a daughter in this moment, like, is it thrilling? <laughs> is it exciting for you? I mean, there's a lot of dope stuff from Naomi that you you know, you got yeah, you got Captain Marvel, you she got uh Shuri, she has like Okoye. She's there's and there's Moana. Gonna, yeah, and Moana. She's already deep and just at that. And we're getting frozen too. That seems like it's taking a dark turn <laughs> question mark. Uh, <laughs> I saw that trailer uh, before the movie, I'm like, what is this? Is this like Fellowship of the Frozen? Uh, <laughs> like I'm I'm here for it but i what's going on uh but yeah no it's it, it that's one thing that i kind of find people nitpicking on that uh because we, we're in a very interesting place with captain marvel there are a lot of cheesy ass fan servicey things all the other mi- movies get to do that you get away with because all the guys and their nostalgia for it carol danvers is fairly new there isn't that that much nostalgia porn, especially if you're, you know, old. I'll just say a dude in general, but we, you know, looking at you, bearded guy who's angry. Uh, but so when these move, when the movie does these cheesy things, like you know, uh, her best friend's daughter picking out the the different colors, and when there's like those like looking in the face where it's like we gotta get them, like. It's easy to be like, oh, that's so dumb and cheesy, but it's like, yeah, but that's not for you. That literally is not for you. That's for Naomi sitting in the seat watching this and feeling empowered by something like that. And, you know, it's funny because it's it's interesting to be on the outside of this conversation, which is the same conversation I was having for Black Panther. I had an open discussion uh, in the stream about a spoiler-free Captain Marvel review, and, of course, one, one folk had to come in there uh, and be mad. And, you know, he eventually outed himself. He was a white dude, like he straight up <laughs> said, because he said, you know, he, he was talking about how oppressed white dudes are right oh, now. Um, but anyway, what was interesting was that he, one, I, I immediately, cause I, he came in, we we're having an open discussion. Not, like I said, I'm listening to the criticisms. I'm open to the criticisms. You don't have to like every movie. You, you just have to have valid criticism. That's all I ask. And he was like, Oh, I didn't like the movie. And I was like, he's like, no, he said, the movie's trash. And I was like, oh, why is it trash? He's like, I didn't like the actress. I was like, oh, yeah, I've been hearing a lot of that, just kind of this discussion we just had about Brie Larson and all this. Uh, I was like, oh, so what What didn't work for you? And he goes, well, I didn't like what she said. When she said that, I was like, well, that's not a criticism of the movie. That's wow. a criticism of her. And now you're choosing to hate the movie. And then, then it led to a whole fight because luckily, you know, uh, uh, Pup Games, one of my friends who she is a female and she was in there and she obviously took words with him because he there he eventually saying he was like, it's not he was like, it's not empowering to women. He was like, she was like, you can't say that. Yeah. How would you know? And it's it's kind of the same thing where like you you had a lot of people mad about all the praise that Black Panther were in like literal YouTube white guys being like, people acting like this is empowering the black people. It's like, you wouldn't know. You generally <laughs> wouldn't know like i'm not even saying like you know you can't say or i'm saying it is completely utterly impossible for you to know because that would be like if i'm if if you saw i'm 
<laughs> this is the worst example, but only because <laughs> I'm on a roll and I'm not going to stop. If you saw I Am Sam and was like, this is inspiring to Sam's. I can't tell you that that's not inspiring to Sam's because I am not Sam. I am iffy. That is not my name. That is not who I am. That is not my identity. So if someone says it is inspiring to a specific identity and that person of that identity, you're not smarter. You're not outside of the, the box who can, and you, you're, you're the you're the smart centrist who can be like, oh, that's just a corporation trying to get you. Because a lot of these people who try, because I've seen so many takes online about being like, oh, this cor- this multi-billion dollar corporation mm-hmm. is so inspiring. Your whole life is built on corporations and cartoons built to sell toys. You do you are the pot calling the kettle black, bro. You cannot say that. as a, If you call yourself a nerd, if you believe yourself the nerd, you have immediately given up, given up all rights to say that someone can't be inspired because it comes from a huge corporation because everything the core foundation of almost everything marketed to nerds came out about first as something to meant to sell toys if you don't believe us go listen to the gi joe episode go listen to the ninja turtles episode go listen to the uh, transformers episode Power go Rangers. listen to Power any Rangers. episode everything <laughs> that our childhood of nerddom is based off of, and that doesn't make it a bad thing but that does mean that that excuse you're trying to use and the only thing that it comes from is jealousy is is whack it's trash and it doesn't make you cool. Do you think it doesn't they're make jealous? you edgy. Oh, they're a hundred percent jealous. Why would they be jealous? I don't know. It'd you be have like everything. It'd be so I, nerd white nerds being mad about a uh, Black Panther is like Elon Musk being mad about me getting five bucks. Mm. Like that's that's what it is. Mm. Because you have a wealth of knowledge. And no one no one is blaming you from that because the same people you're hating on are also consuming that and appreciates it sometimes in some cases even more than you. So there's no reason to be mad. Why, why, like, just the spotlight is on someone for two seconds and it just makes you uncomfortable. You should really talk to a therapist and see why that is. I hope (laughs) they do. We have to take a really quick break and we will be right back to get more, to get into more Captain Marvel. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge 
enlarges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. And we are back. I did want to say as far as people saying any anytime anyone says dialogue in a in a superhero film is corny. I'm like, have you read comics? <laughs> have you I mean, have you seen the dialogue in every comic book ever? There's so many puns. There's so many it's so corny and that's what we love about it. So it I don't ever want to hear that from anyone. Um, but also like if he was saying it's not always for, it has to be marketed. Not all of those moments are for us. And I, I'm really tired of, I don't know what happened to the generation above us and our generation to think that everything has to be for us specifically because it's just not, it's just not. I mean, this is, uh, sorry to cut you off, but I, I, I do kind of see why and it's very interesting because if you think about nerds if you think like we're we're lucky to be (laughs) we're lucky to be like people paid to be nerds we're lucky to be growing up in this time where nerddom is starting to become mainstream but if you think about where we came from back when you were getting made fun of for like in dbz when we were getting made fun of of buying comics it it felt like it was for us because no one else liked it but us so to see it and there's two two paths you can take. The path that we've taken, where we're excited for people to enjoy this thing we've loved all our lives and and relinquish ownership because we never owned it to begin with. Or you take the dark side to keep it nerdy <laughs> and you want to keep it for yourself. And you don't even really want to keep it for yourself. You just want to trickle it out just enough so that you're always on top because you run the risk of your nerddom being saturated for someone to be a better nerd than you. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's a real thing, but I think people think that. I object so hard to the idea that, oh, well, you people weren't nerdy before. My mother is a Star Trek fan, but she would never go to a Trekkie convention. She's like... A black lady who was constantly, you know, one, you can't be a nerd. Like, you don't really watch this stuff. And she didn't have an encyclopedic knowledge of the show. She just added, like, just adamantly loved watching it. And I feel like nerd spaces have always and maybe will always have these gatekeepers who are just like, I own this more than you because I'm able to recite more knowledge on it than you. And I think that that's so crazy. Like, how... There's a whole series of Batman movies where I'm like, that's not my Batman. And yet, if you enjoy them, I'm so happy to let you just have that. Like, it's so cool. It's cool that you get your Batman. I understand the feeling of seeing your character done right on screen. I understand being like, that's the one I love so much. And now they're here. And it's so cool that I get to interact with them. My Batman would never hold a gun. But if that's your Batman, like, enjoy that. Like, love it. But then you can't be mad when I have, like, criticisms and critiques of it. It's just so crazy to me to say, you can't be a nerd. Like, there's no lock on this door. You can't stop me from calling myself a nerd, from participating in your nerd culture, from buying these comic books, from loving it. And you're certainly not going to be able to. And I think it's such a small point, like percentage of nerd population that's like, we don't want you here. And I, I almost want to like never talk about them again. 
Almost yeah. Want to just be like, well, You're, you can't do anything. You haven't done anything. Well, they yeah. haven't because she point. did open up. So as much as the trolls try to take her down, and we talked about it in our Captain Marvel episode about how Rotten Tomatoes had to change uh, their site because of this film. Um, but she made five hundred million worldwide. Uh, this this her debut. So that that is uh, that is we sh- yeah the trolls like you were saying it is a minority as much as it seems really loud on Twitter. I wanted to kind of segue over if we could talk about two people that I wanted to talk about. Well, two one and a half people. One would be <laughs> Mariah, um, and the other is Goose. And so with Goose. Really fascinating. I've seen so many memes, aside from the fact that we now know that that's how Nick Fury got his eye that way. But somebody did a meme of um, Thanos because Thanos has the scratch. He has that claw Mm -hmm. scratch on his face. And then they put that with Goose next to it. Um, So so in our Captain Marvel episode, Tiffany was explaining that they have a, um, a time pocket in their in their mouth. So do you think that that might affect do you think that that might come into play? Is Goose still around in current day? I mean, and where we, is he? And yeah. If we think about the last time we saw the Time Stone, and it was the one thing that Doctor Strange didn't want, or yeah, Doctor Strange didn't want to give up. And then he was like, this is the only way. And it's such a huge thing about the Time Stone. It wouldn't surprise me if it came into effect later. Oh, interesting. I mean, I, I hope he's uh, Goose is around. It's It was probably my favorite part of the movie. As a character, I had the most fun with how they introduced that, how they teased like, the surprise. Because the movie, we knew where Carol was going to end up. And basically, everybody else, right. like bad guys, probably going to die. And like good guys, probably going to live. But with Goose, I was like, you know what? This, this could be a fun like last-minute surprise for the movie. And it ended up being that. So I hope that it's uh, Goose is still around for every future movie. It and is it's, such a good surprise and such a fun gift to the fans. Then now yeah. you have an animal sidekick. Like I don't feel like nobody else got animal sidekicks. I love <laughs> yeah. that's one of my favorite parts of comics like Batman's got like the bat cow and he's got the bat dog and Superman's got the s- and crypto and everything Duke that. Yeah. It's got so many animals. I love that Marvel finally has that. Totally. Um, as far as because Joel, I've seen you been tweeting about Mariah and yes. uh, and I like the fact that they had they set it up for people that don't know Monica Rambo, who is Captain Marvel in the comics, but that is her daughter. Mm-hmm. That is Mariah's daughter. So it looks like we're going to eventually get uh, Monica as Captain Marvel. When mm-hmm. Monica was like, yeah, one day I'm going to be like, just like you on Auntie Carol and Fury's like, only if you glow like her. She's like, I might build a spaceship. You don't know. It's like, you right, you don't know. We're talking <laughs> about empowering moments. That, even though that's like nail on the head, I was like, tell little girls that. Tell them they can like fight back with their words and like they can dream big. And like Mariah's, oh my gosh, Lashana Lynch showed up and she, she was like, I'm going to be across from an Oscar winner. Every scene, I'm going to kill it. Every scene, I'm just going to nail it. She outperformed literally everybody every time she was on screen. She was so great. Um, I hope. Monica, if you think about it, is going to be in her like early 30s when we get back. Um, I'm hoping that she's done the fighter pilot stuff. I hope that she's maybe secretly been trying to prepare to become an Avenger or reach that superhero level. Mm-hmm. I want to see her be on her stuff. And then I don't know how much older. Black don't crack, so maybe Mariah also didn't age during that time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after this movie and Aquaman and Spider-Verse, uh, I have nephews who are like, they're all under nine. And so Aww. like they uh, they were like, they kept asking me like, because they're trying to get in the comics now. Uh, the older one can read to the younger 
uh, like nephews and the niece, and so they're super excited. And after this movie, it was great that they asked about Monica because they're like, "Who's that going to be?" And I was like, "Oh, Spectrum." And like, she's got like a new name now, and she gets, yeah. she's so OP. It's crazy. It's insane to show that kind of character in the movie and try to explain it to the kids. That was really hard for me. Like, she's like all energy, but she's like a person. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, this is, you know, it doesn't matter. She can shoot stuff, and sometimes she can turn like like electricity. That was the easiest way for them to like to boil it down. And they got so excited, and that's all that really matters to me at the end of the day. Like, I had it. She was uh, that young girl in the movie was amazing and she uh, yeah. like out of all the characters like minus like uh, Talos I connected like I got was able to understand his stuff really quick yeah. her whole character and her excitement for the movie made me more excited so I can't wait for more of her in oh, future yeah. movies and then just another thing on Rambo uh, so if you if you if you're real uh, real excited well in 2009 she appeared in the limited series Marvel Divas which was partly inspired by Sex in the City where she was one of the main characters of <laughs> Wait, what? Cat, Hellcat and Firestars and there's nothing I want to write more than the pilot to Marvel Divas for Disney Plus uh let's go Disney I know you're listening give me that money <laughs> But yeah, just so you know, uh, the series is four main storylines that are collect, uh, connected to a larger story. Hellcat deals with her ex-husband, Damien Hellstorm's attempt to re-enter her life. Photon is dealing with an ex, helps brother Voodoo retrieve a powerful artifact. And Black Cat return, uh, considers a return to the life of crime. And Firestar, a graduate student studying art history, <laughs> deals with her radiation powers, giving her breast cancer. Damn! Whoa, that got dark. Was, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. I'm so so sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I know that was coming yeah, yeah. that's that, a, that's a heavy one that's a nice short series right there that's you know covering all that come on man eight right. episodes and look i i will get it if you want someone like danny or joel to write it instead of me i totally understand let's but go look, joel look. yeah i'm i'm in whatever disney plus one so i'm here for you hire me pay me please um i did like shaleficent the- <laughs> I did like the uh, Pulp Fiction references that happened throughout the movie, and I I love all the memes that have been popping up. So I'm a meme queen. I do think that we have to wrap up now yeah, yeah. our let's, review. Let's uh, wrap this up. So where can people find you, Sam? Well, uh, before we go, we have to end this like we end every review. Out of ten nerdies, is did we move it to ten? It was was it five? I have no idea. <laughs> we sporadically. No, no, do it was. Reviews. I said five, and then you made me bump it up to ten. So it is ten nerdies out of ten nerdies. What do you review the I, movie? We'll start with Sam. I'd give it. I think I'd give it like a solid eight out of ten mm. nerdies, like a solid like B minus. Because there's a lot that I enjoyed. There's like mainly when it came to story stuff, I didn't really know where we were going sometimes or who was who. But at the end of the day, I had a blast and I recommend it to people. Mm-hmm. And not even just like you got to watch all 2017 of these movies. You can watch this and have a good time. So yeah, totally. Uh, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna prices right you and say seven and a half nerdies. Uh, and I I can't give it like a full B because. Just so it was confused. It was just a confused movie. But from the messages to the visual aesthetic of just her powers was really fun. And um, I just, oh God, I cannot wait for part two. I just feel like we're going to keep getting closer and better and and more defined. Um, and eventually, do you think that coming. we're going to get higher, further, faster? <laughs> we better. Yeah, 
You don't uh, have to feel bad about uh, 7.5 out of 10 because I'm definitely giving it a hard 7 out of 10. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, we're going down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, like I said, it was super fun. I loved it. I enjoy it. I like what it's, I like what it means for people. For me, I think you're right. It felt like they were trying to uh, tell too many movies. And then, honestly, the subtle feminist moments really made the heavy-handed ones feel overdone. I was like, if that last moment would have felt so much stronger if you weren't you know, hitting it over the head. And mm-hmm. I, I know what it sounds like being a man and saying that, but I'm just, it, for me, it's like, you know, uh, if I am to borrow from UCB, playing at the top of our intelligence. We don't, we, we, we can make these subtle movies. There's so much you had to play with. And I think it has nothing to do with the movie itself and more to do with so many hands in the pot. You have so many storytellers. People want to tell stories the other way. Uh, Seven writers, two directors, yeah, you know, many producers. Yeah, there, there was a, and you can tell because there was a lot of fat to trim, you know. And but all in all, still a fun movie. We got a buddy cop movie from Marvel, guys. Yeah, so, that was one of my favorite parts. Also, just really quick, the way they narrowed down her origin of making it so cumbersome sometimes in the comics. Mm. The way they narrowed it down and oh, made it yeah. originally MCU. I was like. Actually, this is awesome because I have no idea what they're going to do with so this. many hurdles to clear with this movie. It's oh, hard yeah. to be mad at how they came to this conclusion. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 nerdies. I really did. Um, gosh, those the final like 30 minutes of it were so kick-ass. I guess that's the... Oh, I might have to get bleeped for that one. But um, I just... I loved seeing her in the height of her... Um, I loved seeing her in the height of her power, and I really am curious to see. And man, that post-credit scene when she dropped in, everyone when she dropped in with the Avengers, everybody in the even I like gasped. Mm. Like we knew it was going to happen, and I still gasped at it. I was just like, oh, "There she is!" That moment is what made me believe we could get a soldier out of Brie Larson soon because the determination, the look she gives them of just where's Nick? Like I don't know who any of you are. I yeah. came here to do a thing. Was so powerful, and like how much like. I've been who hasn't been excited for Endgame, but like seeing that, I was like, "Can it be now? Like I am ready right now." So thrilling! Hundred percent agree. Ready? <laughs> I'm gonna see. Hopefully, we see Goose too. <laughs> Our flirkin. Um, that I think is. Uh, where can everyone catch you? Uh, just follow me on Twitter, guys. It's just at Joel Monique. Uh, at Sam Basher, and you can listen to my podcast, Only Stupid Answers. Danny was just on, and we talked about Alita, so that was a lot of we fun. We did. Mm-hmm. I'm at Ms. Danny Fernandez, um, and uh, check me out at WonderCon. I'm there Friday and Saturday. I'm tweeting and Instagram on my, I have my panels and stuff listed. So, yeah. And you know me, if you whitey way, I-F-Y-N-W-A-D-I-W-E on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, yeah, just, just uh, yeah, check on socials for shows and all that good stuff. And Ifty's on Twitch, thanks to all the nerd fam. Get in that Discord. It, it's it's getting hella active. Uh, it's been it's been lots of discussion there. We're gonna keep the fun alive. Uh, Ifty's. Uh, all right, I don't know what Danny's looking at. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Ifty's on Twitch, uh, but definitely uh, come hang with Salt Squad. Uh, discord.gg slash salt squad we're in there there's lots of folders sometimes i'm gaming with dan sometimes i'm chatting with danny lots of fun stuff lots of nerd fan popping up and having a huge nerdy discussion and sharing nerdy memes uh, keep up the good work y'all be kind to each other and stay nerdy stay nerdy Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? 
Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.